This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Good evening, everybody. Thank you all for uh, joining us this evening for our third and final series on parenting given by our Shiva. Um, the title of tonight's talk is Teenager, Child, or Mini Adult. I'm trying to figure that out myself, being the father of about six teenagers already. Um, hopefully, after tonight, I'll do better on the last, you know, on the next one. But it's, uh, it's a topic that, um, that is something that is critical, especially for a parent of a middle school or high school age boy, which who are all teenagers. And uh, without further ado, I'd like to ask Rashi to come up and to, um, I guess I'll, I'll frame the, I'll frame the, the talk with a, sort of a blunt evaluation of, of the way parents would and could look at things. You send your child to elementary school and you look at the pictures, you look at the kids and it, it's just heartwarming. Sweet little angels singing beautiful songs and doing the most nicest, wonderful things Jewish children could do. Um, kids come back from Yeshiva Netz Yisrael, very, very, um, you know, wonderful adults and everything's fine. The high school piece and the middle school piece um, you know, it, it, it's the piece that somehow is really, really limps. And, you know, so maybe there is something wrong with the school, but I think the truth is um, that two things. First of all, understanding our children and understanding how, what is the appropriate way to work with a child at a certain kufa would be much would be very helpful in understanding um, what's happening in a high school. Um, the uh, it's not a high school; it's a high school age. Now, you know, there were lectures last year about being like brain damage and so on. Akadosh Baruch Hu does not create brain damaged children. Akadosh Baruch Hu creates children with different kufas. And if we understand what it's there for, what are the issues, what are the, um, what are the gains that are made in that age, how one gains, and what are the problems. That's a much healthier approach. And then it also means we may have to interact very differently with them. I'll try, what I want to try to do is sketch out an understanding from Chazal, understanding from Torah, about what this age is, um, and therefore how one would use it, and what would be the problems that come with it. First of all, what is the term used for teenage in the Torah? The term is na'ar, nun ayin reish. It comes from the word er, which is an awakening. And we're going to see soon about some of the pitfalls of that and some of the extraordinary opportunity and the absolute need for a period like that in life. A person is born a child in the Torah is called taf, it means from like the word tafel which means ancillary auxiliary. A child is um, naturally sees himself as part of his parent. As they grow a little bit less, physically a child is very, very um, attached to parent. And the, their basic sense of right and wrong is derived from what they see at home. What they hear at home, what they see at home. The Gemara says, that they punished um, a, a certain uh, mishmer of Kohanim, a certain group of Kohanim, they punished the entire group because of something terrible one of the children did. And the Gemara says, well, she did something wrong. What does that have to do with the whole mishmer? And the Gemara says, Shuta di nuka odavu di ima. 
whatever comes out of a child's mouth is either from the mother or the father. Basically meaning a child is echoing um, what the parents are, are saying. So we spoke about last time, uh, two times ago, that the axioms of what's right and wrong, what's good and bad, a child picks up from his parents. And that's why um, an honest and, and consistent espousing of values is important. That's the first stage in life. So a taf is a young, a young boy, a young child. A young child is, sees himself as part of his parents. His parents and his, by extension, his teacher's approval is critical. If the parent thinks that the child is not good, the child thinks he's not good. And that's why a, 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 um, a, a parent that discourages a child, it gives him a negative self-image, devastates the child because the child cannot separate the parent's perception and his own perception. That is tough. Uh, an age where you are, so to speak, um, uh, a, an extension of your parent. You do not have your own sense of self except as your parents present and give it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu then said, a pasit, Alken Yazov Ish Es Avives Imo. Children shall leave their parents. If they didn't leave their parents, then you'd never have another generation. I'm not talking about physically only. I'm talking about in the, in the structure of the world, where each generation builds anew and each generation is, is moving another step forward, that would be impossible. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into this Bria, into the Bria, um, the next phase of Alkein Yazov, a person tears away from his parents. That's what it means. It doesn't just mean they move out. When they get married, they get their own apartment. It means in the most fundamental way, there is a letting go. Now, the only way that that's possible is some element of rebellion. You know, if you see yourself just like a child, I mean, let's think about it a minute. A child, when they're born, um, you have to cut the navel cord. It, it's, it's kind of strange. But you're attached, and something has to be cut. The, the birth process is a very, it, it's a, a violent process. You're, you're being expelled from a body that was you, and now you realize it's not you, so to speak. And the same thing is true on the emotional level. And whether you're conscious or not conscious, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into the nature of a person uh, the beginning, what, what the body does in the birthing process, where the child is pushed out and we cut the cord. That is what happens at maturity. For a, a, a woman and a man, a man more so than a woman because he takes a certain lead role in, in that type of getting out. But both of them have that process of being Yazov Ishasavis Imo. That is what it is. It, it's not the problem, it, it's the definition of what that Tkufa in life is. What happens at that point? What are some of the opportunities? So, um, the the uh, I, I want to read two Mekoros. There is a Malbum. The Malbum says that in, there are two places where most where, where much discussion about Nairus takes place. It is by Yosef at Sadik that that we it says that he's Nar, and then by Moshe Rabbeinu that it was born and it says that it was a coal of a nar boche. So the Malm says over there that what the, 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 what saw was that on the one hand um, she saw a child that is just born physically this child is, is a, a newborn. She's 
She's felt in the cry that this cry was the cry of a nar, a, 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 a burgeoning teenager. And he describes it, there's been an awakening of his, of his inner kohos. He has inner feelings that are awakening. In other words, so long as a child is still a yelet or a taf, he is just echoing the feelings that the parents are, have given over. Something begins to awaken and he begins to have his own emotions. He begins, to, something from inside awakens emotionally and in his voice there's an expression of a certain inner nakuda that has come awake. So this is positive. It's positive in the sense that until now, so the little angel that we see, and I heard this, somebody once, I, I heard a conversation between a speaker and somebody, and somebody says, I don't know what happened to my child, he was such a good child, he did everything and this and that, he was such a good boy, and now he's whatever, and he said, was he a good child or an obedient child? Was, was he towing the line? Or, or, and and the, the Anar begins to have his own sense of right and wrong. I would say more than his own sense. I would say a sense of right and wrong. I, I want to sort of uh, prove that. Chazal say that the Yetzirah Tov comes at the age of 13. Now, I would like you to tour any high school and watch the kids at 13 and the change that happens. And I would like you to tell me something about the Yetzirah Because at the age of 11, there are these sweet choir boys and choir girls, and they're just, they're just singing songs of praise to the Almighty and the angels. At the age of 13, 14, what kind of Yetzirah is it? The answer is, until that age, it's a passive reaction or echoing of what they're taught. His orerus, Yetzatov is not bland. In other words, I'm not bad. Yetzatov is a force that drives. We spoke um, last time, we spoke about Gemara, why it's so important. We mentioned a Zohar. The Zohar says, Zohar asks, the Yetzahara for Arias is so bad and so difficult, and some people are trapped in it. Why couldn't the Chachamim get together? And, and null it, and nullify, just leave it over a tiny job that's absolutely necessary for life, and that's it. And the Zohar answers, because there would be no joy of learning if we were to nullify that Yetzirah. Yetzirah is a drive and a force, and very powerful. And it is beginning to stir in the child, and that's why children will get caught up in ideas, and in ideals, and in things of that nature. An 11-year-old or 10-year-old, his response is goody. A, 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 a 13, 14, 15-year-old is passion. And that's what Chazal meant. That's the, that's the it's a tov that we can, that we can get a, a feel of. So the first thing is this hisorus of a regish panimi that he calls. Another description of this, in the same passage by the Sfarnu, is something similar. He says, she saw that same contrast. He's a yelad, meaning a newborn, and he's a nar boche. So the Sfarnu says, um, heyoso misnar misnoea. He says, anyone that is moving towards realizing some sort of goal, some ambition, some, ambition, some goal, despite the fact that it's very awkward and clumsy, is Tnuas built his But he's trying, 
is moving towards realizing something, that's called a nar. So the awakening of an inner passion and ideal and a desire for some sort of goals in life, some realization of self, those are the two positive marks of that type of, of, of the Hisoris of the Urim. That's what's positive. The same issue um, creates negative aspects, and let's point out two negative aspects that, again, um, different Mepharshim uh, bring. And I want to point out two, two of them that I think are probably the most significant. One is the Sforno again. The Sforno speaks about Yosef HaTzadik. And it says on Yosef HaTzadik v'hu na'ar. Yosef HaTzadik is a na'ar and therefore he is um, and therefore he got into trouble with his brothers and so on. So the Sforno says Kilonisa v'loizbonen la'achris dova afal me'od he says the reason why he, he messed up with his brothers was because he couldn't see something through until its end. In other words, like this Yosef was as bright and as brilliant at the age of 17 as many people are an older age. There wasn't a lack of raw brain power, but the ability to see things through until the end, that wasn't there. And he quotes a Gemara. The Gemara says, never seek a device from a young person. You can, you can seek understanding from a young person, a svara, but advice means being able to see something through through many steps that you won't find by a young person. So he says Yosef was very bright. The reason why it was a short-sightedness of his that, that, he, that he messed up with his brothers because he couldn't see till the end. Let's give it one explanation and then I think later we'll give another explanation. One explanation is as follows, I think. Our judge, the way we see things, goes through the perspective of self. Every person's lens is his own life. And, and therefore, if, if my perspective of adult life is a year or two, then I see things through that, through that lens. The idea to look at something over 10 years, 15 years, is something that it, I, I can't do that. I've, I've only been an adult for a year. It, it, it's so so the, the, just the idea that a nar is not experienced in life and his own lens of life is very, very, very narrow means that he it doesn't seem much. Almost, you know, slow of him. One of my children was articulate at a young age and he was four years old, maybe five. He had a big fight with his, you know, some, some verbal argument with, with his siblings. And at the end, he just got very annoyed and put his hand and he said, in all my life, I never heard anything like this. <laughs> so and, and it, was, it was funny. He was a little kid, you know, a little, little, little kid. And he was repeating, in all my life, I never heard anything like this. But, but a teenager's perspective comes from a very narrow slit of experience, that's a simple explanation. I'll come back to it in, in a moment or two, we'll give it a, a bit of a different explanation. Secondly, this is a Svasemis. Svasemis is again a parasha Yeshev, this seems to be the parasha of Nar. The Svasemis says that Chazal criticized him for doing Mice and Nairus, for acting like a Nar. He says, Nar hu nikra he does not have consistency. He always needs to be prompted. He always needs to be reminded, prompted, and excited. A zakin is someone who is kanachachma, which means that he's, it's become part of him, and something that's part of you stays with you. 
Shachach mekvies etzloi v'nar tzorch tomid hisayrus. But a youngster, a nar, needs constant reminder, constant to be excited, constantly be pumped up, and so on and so forth. So we have here two things that are um, that are downsides of nairus. One is short-sightedness, and one is inconsistency and not lasting. It's everything is just you know it's 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 ephemeral and that's it. It just lasts for a little bit and 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 and, and uh, evaporates. Those are two downsides. I would like to understand these downsides and upsides, the, the pluses and the minuses, as part of a bigger picture. And this is, I'm going to use a point that Tzadik HaKain makes. Tzadik HaKain was one of the great Hasidic masters. He lived at the turn of the last century, the 1900s. Um, he was in Lublin. Um, and one of his farms, probably the most famous safe, is called Sitka Satzadik, a classic. He starts off with a very short, a very short three-line piece. And he says, every beginning of a person's avoda in avoda Hashem needs to be bechipazon. He says, just like we went out of Mitzrayim, it's bechipazon. It, it, it happened um, either quickly or maybe more specifically impulsively. And the continuation has to be with Messinus, which means gradual, calm, thought out, just like Sphere Oma, which comes from it. In other words, he's sort of he's sort of addressing a hidden question. Pesach, we say, is the great Yontiv Bichipazon, Bichipazon. Couldn't do it quickly enough. You had to be ready to go on an instant. Now you have uh, um, now you have Sphere Oma which is the opposite of it. It's, it's, it's structured, it's day in, day out, a number, a number, a number, a number. How come? So Rapsodic says that exactly is the way the process has to work. We start with Chippazon, and then we go with Messinus. The understanding of the difference is as follows. Every beginning is disjunct by definition. Bracious Baralekim means from that moment and before, there's no connection. There's nothing. Our ability to understand starts with the base embraces, because if it wouldn't, then it would be a continuation. It would be chapter two, book two. Bracious means cut. This is a beginning. Every time you have a beginning, it's a new start. And the only way to do it is bechipazon. Chipazon means impulsively. It's because if you keep, if, if you keep sort of dallying and rethinking it, you're going to keep slipping back to where you were before. My Rebbe of Chaim Shulevitz, um, he, he liked both in his Musashmuz and his Shiurim, he would say uh, sometimes a paradox. And he would say, you don't understand it, but I do understand it. And one of the, one of the, that he said said many times in a Musa Shmuz was as follows: There was a great rav. He didn't say the name for an obvious reason. Um, who learned in Velazhny Yeshiva? He was fine. He was a, a good bacha. He was sitting with a group of friends, and they were and they were eating, and they were talking, learning. And someone asked him a question. Didn't know. The person pointed him a, a tosfos that he had missed. He was extremely upset with himself, picked himself up, ran out, went off to some 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 shtibel someplace and sat and learned with incredible asmada. And a few years later, he, he grew to be whoever he was. Didn't, didn't mention a name. So Chaim would say, was he allowed to get up without benching? Certainly not, under no circumstance. Would he have become who he is if he would have stayed? No. And you say, it's a paradox. You know, I, I, I get it. But the point he was trying to make was not what you should or shouldn't do. Obviously, there's no Eitzah. But he was trying to say, and, and the name of the Shmuz would be that the necessity of grabbing a moment. You know, if a person is stuck somewhere, it's like when you're stuck in something gooey, you need to make a sharp, 
you know, you, you make a sharp tug, it frees itself. If you patchka, you keep patching. So chipazon, by definition, being disjunct from something before, means that it is something new. But so, so to start something and to become something, you must cut from what was there before. But that, by definition, revolutions don't stay. One of the big uh, in political sciences that a revolution is the only way to overthrow a government, but you can't establish a government. You know, the ongoing revolutions don't make for governments. They're, they're a churban, they're not a government. So, so the, uh, the, the breaking away process requires chipazim, following uh, instinct and emotion rather than understanding, but to build something requires understanding and sechanson. That's what the says. And I think that that correctly describes the process we've spoken about. The, um, a child is attached to parent. So just like a fetus is attached to the mother, and, and its, its whole body is integrated with the mother, circulation and everything really is integrated. And the only way you can separate out is with a violent separation, because that, that makes it into a new entity, a new being. So too in the Arkhen Yazov, the internal process has in itself a certain breaking with, uh, that's sudden in a sense, um, certainly not logical, um, certainly not thought out, and, some, and, and impulsive. But for that to become anything meaningful, it has to transition into something that is, that, that is thought out, reasoned, consistent, and so on. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us those two, those three strata of life. This childhood, where we pick up what our parents, their core values, beliefs, understandings <coughs> are that. And that's what we spoke about I think the first time, that a school can never ever replace a parent. Uh, the child will always see the school, the school's teachings through the lens of what their parents and unless the, and, 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 and you know you can change course, but, but there's something very basic that's there. We spoke about that the first time. The next phase is when a teenagehood comes, the Akadish Baruch begins a process, an internal process, where you emotionally and mentally break away. And then there's a maturation process. That is normal, that is right. As it has to be, that's Akadish Baruch Hu put into us. It means, on the one hand, so physically we also see it, a teenager grows in ways that are unthinkable and, doesn't, and, and it doesn't look right always. Sometimes the hands and feet are way too long, sometimes this is too short, this is, it, it's, it, physically he's not a complete person, he's growing. And, and by definition, if you're growing, there'll always be something, some, something disjointed and, 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 and so on, but it, that's part of that process. So now, let's go back and ask ourselves, what, what do we expect? What, how do we make use of it? And, 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 and how do we deal with the, with the issues of it? So, it, it just, again, we're talking about very broad, talking about more at the print. A, a, a child at this age will tend to be extreme. I mean, he could become a Turkartenic or a communist. It's 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 and it, and and maybe both together. You know, teenagers can do both together. He'll not. He will not become a reasonable person. You can't expect him to be reasonable. I remember myself. I, I think back when I was a teenager. Somebody who said a Musa Shmuz that was extreme. I, I said, "Wow, this is a man of truth." Somebody said something reasonable. I said, "Ah, he's compromising." I, I think back of some of the things that I was taken by, and I'm I, I'm I'm horrified. I mean, this, this person was clearly on, a, on the fringe of something, but, 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 but it, it made a lot of sense, and it'll always make sense. Um, a child will either not learn at all, or, or will learn till three in the morning. Um, he will say things that are very extreme. At least understand that this is part of that picture. It's not, 
you know, if we think of it as a continuity, and he's now growing up, who knows what, if, if, at, if at 15 he's saying these extreme things, what's going to be at 23? The answer is hopefully he'll be sane. That's, 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 that's part of the normal process, but understand where it's coming from. It means also that a yeshiva and any education system needs to address, in other words, the, the calm, collected message doesn't bring out the fire that something very exciting. So if, 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 if somebody inspires the boys to be up both nights Shavuos, that's exciting for him. He may not learn the rest of the year, but those two nights of Shavuos, <laughs> he, he, will, he will be there. And he'll be there because it has that flavor to it. And, and that's why a certain flavor of, of a Rebbe slash teacher or whatever it is, who has fire in his stomach, is, is going to be the one that will be mashpia. And, and it's important to, to weigh that factor. Uh, uh, the, the, what we would like to see him as an adult, that voice is not there yet. And it's not going to inspire him to that degree. So A, um, we want Rebbe to inspire him. A, 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 and, and, and sometimes a classroom environment is difficult because it's kind of sort of very gray and, 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 and so on. It, it, that's why learning, Chavrusa learning, which is in traditional yeshivas, has in itself, because boys argue and they yell, this one came up with the right svar and this one this, this one that, that, that energy and fire usually works better than something kind of reasonable and calm and collected. And that's why many kids will do very well in, in that type of environment. And it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean it'll continue. But understand where we're tapping into. So learning to identify that, instead of fighting ideals, is, you, you, you won't win by telling him this is crazy, but you can inspire him and say, but let's think about how another person feels. I mean, the other person feels embarrassed, humiliated, etc., etc. You, 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 you go much better with riding on the wave of his emotions than trying to, to stand against it. Two, it's not... So one thing, the first thing is, this is the age of inspiration. This is the age of lighting a fire. The changes, just like, uh, just like physical changes, the changes that happen as an adult are going to be minuscule compared to the changes that happen when you're a teenager physically. And those things will happen. Two, don't think ever that whatever is at 15 is any indication really of what's going to be much later. Not the good and not, and, 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 and not the difficult. Um, it's, it's, it, it's also not an indication of the message that he's getting in the school because the, the, the child naturally gravitates to whatever extreme it is. And it, makes, it can be both ends of, of, the, of the spectrum. One child can, can become super from, one child can become super negative. So there are many other factors, and we have to understand why, but I'm saying the extreme of it is the person. He also needs to hear the voice of reason and calm in the background. He won't... I was talking to a, 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 a 15-year-old boy. He was, uh, he's a, a son of a friend of ours in England. He was doing extremely well in yeshiva, where he was, and got into some sort of stupid fight with the... With the whole about learning this way, that I, it was something silly. Like, like I, I just wonder about Dan Holo getting in. And I mean, him I understood, but where Dan Holo was coming from, I didn't understand. But okay, so he came and they were looking for yeshiva in America, and uh, they found it actually a very good place for him, and so on. But I was talking to the boy. It was two or three years ago from Kippur, and I said, "Listen, Yuda, you will not understand a word that I'm telling you." Just remember those words, and in three, four years from now, maybe they'll make sense to you. I'd like, when the day comes that you can understand, you know, a different, a different type of, of language, it'll make sense. The, 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 um, the, 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 that there is a background voice of reason, calm, even-handedness, etc., is very important because it will not seem to have any effect. But when the day comes and he's, and he's ready for it, he has a model to come back to. It's like when you pull uh, something on a spring far, it's naturally going to snap back, unless there's nothing to snap back to if you tore it off. 
but if, if it's attached to something, you pull, 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 and then it will come back to its equilibrium. So the, 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 the and that's what happens when they, when the boys mature. When a boy matures, he slowly begins and he, and he becomes an adult. He has the inner fire of youth, but it's now coming with a sort of a a a mesodica, um, a, a logical um, thought out process. But down deep, it's like I would say it's like an engine with a with a um, with, with the uh, steering wheel and maybe brakes. The, the child starts with the engine, and that's pretty, pretty hair-raising, a, a car with an engine and no steering wheel and no brakes. But when the steering wheel and brakes come, they're worthless unless there's an engine there. So in, 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 in the process of chinuch, the, the fire and the energy of, of, and the drive of doing, that happens in these years. And when a person's chinuch focus it in the right direction, that stays with you. What happens, and in best case scenario, what happens is not that you lose that passion, but you now have a steering wheel and, 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 a, and a brakes to take care of it. So basically, the, um, the points I try to make is, understand there are three kufas, three periods in a person's development. There is tough I'm using the word tough, it's not that common word, the yellow, but tough, where you are just an extension of your parents. It's where you get your innermost axioms of what's right and what's good, and you get it from your parents. You don't see it because it's a very deep level of bedrock, but it's there. And that's why many times in later years, people come back to where they were. Then a process starts of Neurim, which is an awakening, it's it, an awakening to become yourself, and you notice it by first, first thing is you, ha- you have your own intense passions and feelings, your own ideas of what's right and wrong, you, you, you break away from, from your parents, authorities, whoever you want, in a, in a, um, in a very, very sharp and strong way. Um, it's sometimes, especially if you're not prepared, you don't understand what happened. It can be painful, but if you understand it, you understand this is, it, it, it will almost gravitate to any other Zara but you. You know, everyone is smarter than you. Um, I was, I, I, when I went to Yeshiva, so my parents would have rather that I did something that integrated college and, and something practical. More, they appreciated Yeshiva, but, you know, they were practical, you know, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't much Pinus and so on. And I, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel that way. We, we had our, we had our disagreements. Um, and I, you know, it wasn't easy. I, you know, I was, I was a child, and, and I wanted to be close to my parents, and it bothered me. I went off to yeshiva, and the, a boy came a half year after me to yeshiva, and this boy was like, first of all, he himself was like the, the perfect tzaddik, like, like from the tzaddik book. And his father was one of the big mashkichim in Europe. It's Sadik Ben Sadik. And I and and I always was kind of jealous. I said he and his par- and his father and his parents must have this amazing relationship, not having gone through all the strains and stresses that we went through. So Hashem sent down one day I'm standing, they used to have in those days in um in Geula, um shared cab rides to Heaven and Kevin Rachel. In those days it was safe, you know, and you go anytime basically you need to have gods, and there would be a Sheirut, a service. So I don't know what kind of day it was, it was some sort of times, whatever it was. I went there, and sure enough, he and his father, who happened to come from Europe, were, were in the car together. And so I was sitting in the back seat, and they were sitting one in front, one back, and they were arguing, both going and coming. And, and they did not see eye to eye on many things. And I was kind of shocked. It's it, it like, wow, so even if they can't see eye to eye. But the truth is, yes. It, 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 and, and a child will become something else. Um, I, I once heard, I, I had a, we had someone with a child, was, well, they were staying by us, and he was a Belzer Hasid, and he played a tape of the Belzer Rebbe's Shmuz for the Bachrim. And the Belzer Rebbe is very practical, I guess, and he was telling the Bachrim about fantasies of Bachrim sometimes, 
And he said, I'm sitting with a Bacha, and he tells me he's struggling if he, if he, if he should become like the Chazanish or like Rebbe Ar Labels. Rebbe Ar Labels was the Belzer Rebbe before. He was a Malach Lakim Tzvokos. He never ate, never slept. Never, I mean, he, he was somebody who was, who was beyond, beyond. And he said, I, inside he said, I, I was laughing hilariously, but the Bacha was very sincere. So, so that's a norm. The, 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 um, that type of extreme and, and shooting for the stars is exactly what it says. It's, it's a regish that's misorer, it's going towards a tachlis. Um, you, the, the, um, the, and, and that's why a, a good environment will, will, will push very far, will bring out the most. There also needs to be a background of people that are, that are, um, that have the, 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 the um, the tzura of an adult come, he needs to see a bigger picture. It may, it may be that he's gravitating towards something that's kind of extreme, but he also needs to see a bigger picture of something that is the, thought, the thoughtful part, the part that's with Chachma and with Tzema and so on. Um, Bez Hashem, at the end of the process, unless there were derailments, the Chashol, major derailments, a child comes back to it. And that's why overreacting, you can state what you think and you say it calmly, and the child rejects it, and he rejects it, and rejects it, and one day he wakes up, and as an adult, those are his ideas and thoughts. Once he's gotten past that, so if, so if, if parents keep keep on having that type of um, attitude, where they're saying they're, they're what they know is is right and and emis and you know balanced, so it it will not affect a 15-year-old. God willing, when he becomes 22, 23, and he begins to mature, it will come into place. If his relationship was positive, he be, he, and, and he, he begins to calm down, then that stays. The Akash Baruch did not create brain-damaged um, you know, humanity. He created humanity in stages, <coughs> and, and each stage is absolutely necessary. If a, if a child wouldn't go through it, he would just be another variation of his parent, no self, no sense of self, no passion for right and wrong. All of this happened because of this process. And um, we have to make sure that we as the adults keep the calm and give him a model so Hashem, when he does grow up, this is what he comes back to. Any questions, points, or whatever it is? By the way, all my children are way past teenage, and you can't see, you can't find anything wrong with them. They're they're they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're Hashem dealing with their own teenagers, and it's just amazing to watch them deal with their teenagers and, and sit back and smirk. That's that's the uh, yeah. What well, sorry, what? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, so I, yes, I did want. To, you know, we asked about Yosef. Um, why is it they couldn't see something through the end? The nature of chipazon is that you only, you, it's minute by minute by minute. It, it's, it's discontinuous because it's not just you didn't have enough life experience. It's anything that you do with passion and out of passion does not stick around. It's, it's only when seichel comes into play that it gives it its, its, um, it, you know, it, it, its continuity. That, that, yes, okay, good. Thank you for reminding me. Yes? Everybody seems to be saying that it's the teenage hood is like an inherent reality, yes. human condition. Yes. Historically, there wasn't, I mean, it seems like we have a protracted teenage, like in other words, historically, was it always that way? Or is, is this Farno history? Nar, 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 Bocha? So I'm saying, but you had... So I'll tell you, I, I, I do believe... Going out the gets work, you know. So, so I, I do believe life was contracted in those days. Uh, in other words, by the time a child was 13, 14, many were working, some were getting married. But there always was a tkufa of Kenyazov. It may have happened at the age of 11. I don't, I don't know that reality. But what I'm quoting here is all uh, understandings from, you know, the Malmur of Tzaddik is from 200 years ago, 100, 200 years ago. Svasemis is 100 plus years ago. Um, Svarno is a few hundred years ago. Chazal. By the way, if you, if you want a good succinct gematria that will sum it all up, the Balaturim says the gematria of Nar is Shaita. <laughs> so you can always use that gematria as, as you wish. You, you may or may not decide to say it, but Al Kapanim, that's, that's an interesting gematria, but Al Kapanim, but the, yeah.
So I, I don't I don't know, but but it definitely the, the word nah, the way they understood meant that it's. Uh, <laughs> it could have been. It could have yeah, life. Listen, when 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 life was compact and people at forty dying was was normal, so obviously everything compacted. You know, I, I don't know what, but but you definitely see it that you you find this expression is a mycenaeus, is a mycenaeus, nichnas binaeus. Uh, you find that all the time that that expression used across the generations. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm scared. Yeah. So that usually indicates some problem. It, it is, you know, there are many reasons. What I'm describing is normal process. There are many abnormal processes that create that. And if a younger child, any child that is acting in a way that is not normal for his age, a teenager is acting in a way that's normal for his age. His age is not normal, but 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 the but the the his, his activities are aligned with what you expect. If a younger child is, is exhibiting that type of rebellious behavior, something's happening. S- something is bothering him, and you need to get to the bottom of it. And you know that, 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 that you know that, that's usually an, an unusual behavior for an age. It, it means there's another fact involved. You have to figure out what it is. Yes. everything is there has to be a rebellion that that's a positive in terms of getting to right. a selfhood but there has to be things that are not good and correct so okay you, you you can you can certainly give boundaries that's 100% correct but two things first of all the boundaries need some flexibility you can't, even if, if taking a, an eight-year-old and sort of having like a little robot is a good thing, for, for a 16-year-old, it absolutely is going to explode. Second thing is, down deep, there's a much deeper psychology. It is extraordinarily painful for a parent to see a child reject them. And, and here you're very close to a child, and the child was goody and tatala, mamala, and this and that. And then, so, so, so th- there's an inattention of, hey, how come I'm not good enough? You know, how come, I, where am I? I remember, I, I had a good age with my kids, and all my kids, when they became teenagers, they sort of moved away a bit. And especially one of my sons, very independent, and did his own things. I, I, you know, I, I knew nothing. I mean, he was using she was doing fine, but I knew zero about his life from, you know, from when he became a teenager on. And one day at 22, 23, I was already here, he calls me to ask about a shidduch he's doing and what I think. And I said to him, I, I didn't realize that I was smart. I, 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 I got an impression that, that, that I, and you know, he, he, he was not sink again. So the, the real hardship is because the child behaves a little better, a little worse, but he's rejected me. And, and all of a sudden, he's quoting his Rebbe, and his Rebbe said this, Rebbe's wonderful, and his Rebbe's this, Rebbe's that, blah, blah, blah. and what am I? I mean, till now, I was learning together, and it was wonderful, it was beautiful, and we were sitting together, davening. You, a teenage child will, will not want to sit next, a little a boy will want to sit next to his father and daven, a teenager will want to sit at the other end of the room. It, it, it's, but, but this is the way it should be. You know, it, it's, it's, it's something, you can certainly make boundaries. You can, you can say what's not acceptable, and, and, and that's, that's, that's no problem with that. But understand that the rejection is, of you is not because I'm specific, it's him needing to find himself. Two, um, and, and you need to be sensible to give a, some, some, some give to the, to the type of boundaries you make. Yes? So I know most of this was your, his word, the boy Shiva. Yes. But how, is there anything different for girls? Because seem a little more dramatic in there. Um, <laughs> and rebellion. So, so I, I, A, um, I, yes, I, I know less about girls. <laughs> I, I'm serious, you know, it, it's something that, um, but the same process happens and the, the understand, first thing to understand is that they're beginning to think differently and vacillating between being more from or less from than you are and, and, and this and that, the other thing, and they're being irritable. It doesn't have to do with you, it has to do with them. 
you you don't you're not going to change them where they are. The biggest mistake, and this is in a high school situation. That's why you know people will will see a high school and it's kind of loose and so on. No matter what you do, a 15-year-old will not and cannot look like a 25-year-old, and he can't look like a five-year-old. It can be looser, it can be stricter, there can be things that shouldn't, you know, they, they, they shouldn't get away with the things that they should do, but at the end of the day, it's going to have less structure, it, 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 it will have its, its, its feel that's special for age. So, yes, there will be differences, they will, they're not going to be, they will not appear to be a continuation of what's been going on until now. And and um, that that I think is, is and you know and, and and a girl definitely has her own sensitivities that are different than boys, but I, and, and I'll be honest with you, I, I have less even though I have there are four girls, five boys, but um, I wasn't the one that was that much involved. <laughs> it was my wife, Baruch <laughs> Hashem. She was involved with the boys also, but but at least the the, the, the girls. Show, but at least understanding what's happening. And as a young woman, the same process will happen. It's earlier. Girls mature earlier. They, they become teenagers earlier and mature earlier. But and you know they, they become young women earlier. But the same the same process is going to happen. And that's why they get turned on. They, they will come back. The good in them will always be like a, a, a sort of an excitement about something. I turned on this idea, that idea, to an extreme. And you, you're, you can say, you know, it sounds a bit extreme for me, and I think it would be better. And they'll say, no, you don't understand, you don't get it, this is the emiss, and I know this and that. It's fine. That's, that's, that is norm. And as long as you keep some reasonable boundary, when the right time comes, the, it, it, I think everyone here in the room was a teenager once upon a time. And, you know, and it's, I know many people have, in the room have come from a different type of society into where we are now. And you imagine, like I imagined, that if, if you're a yeshivish person or, or a from person and your child is yeshivish from whatever you want to tag it, there will not going to be the conflict. The conflict is always there. And the kid, because it's in its nature that the child it begins to feel their, their need to become themselves. Rabbi used to say the story about, Rabbi asked one, his, uh, Rabbi was singing Zmiris, I think, and his child was on the couch. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so again, there's appropriate things to do at each time, and and I made a chesed. Did I think it was the right thing to to draw the boundary or not? Um, drawing the boundary has to be meaningful boundaries. It has to be something. I have to make some sort of evaluation of how much tension it causes, and and weigh one against the other. And you're not right all the time. That's also part of it. But at least understand what the process is. Um, and and that's why you know we, when you walk through a, a high school. Um, it will it will be more tumultuous. It's not going to have that flavor of a younger grades, just because their nature is different, they express themselves differently, and what they need is different. They don't need to be controlled. They need to be motivated. A, a young boy needs a, a mold, and that's a big part of his chinuch. It's just to get good habits and do the right thing because he wants to do the right thing. Um, a, a, a teenager wants to do what he thinks is right, and the key is to get him to think. Um, about the right things that you believe is right. That's the key to it. Okay, and uh, Ben Hashem, when your kids become mature and adults, come back. Uh, not, not when they're teenagers. <laughs> okay, Seder.